0: We have come to America's midnight hour. And now the question is, will we humble our hearts before God and pray? We've come to a time when there is no more wiggle room. Either our heart is in the kingdom of God, or our heart is in the world. Today, if your heart is not fully into the kingdom of God, get it there quickly. You don't have much time. The next six months, July, August, September, October, November, December, are crucial months for whether America will survive or be destroyed. No, those words are not extravagant. They're accurate. We are facing an onslaught of the one world government, of leftism, of communism, even from within our country. We are facing a time of grave destruction in our nation. We are going to see things we have never imagined we would see in America. Our streets will run with blood. Martial law will be declared. We are facing a desperate time in America where the Constitution Is being destroyed and the Bill of Rights is being rejected. The one world government is ready, but America stands in the way. Now, I believe that before the Lord allows the overthrow of America, there is going to be a great harvest in this nation, there's going to be a great move of God. As one man said, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way, but we are going to go through this and there is not going to be a secret rapture before this tribulation comes upon us or before the tribulation comes on the whole earth. We've been promised that God's wrath will not rest on his people. That does not mean we will not die. All of the apostles, but the Apostle John died a martyr's death. So we too, many of us, will die a martyr's death in America. We must face the reality that our years of ease are over. And now we face a crisis in this nation of such proportion that if God does not step in in a miraculous and powerful way, America will be burned and all will be lost. But there's a scripture that gives me great courage. I want to read it for you. Isaiah, the 59th chapter. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory will rise, the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. We need a standard lifted up in this nation against the enemy. The enemy has been very clever. He has stirred up racial violence. This is not about race relationships. Yes, there's much pain between the races. This is not about race relationships. This is about whether or not the Constitution of America will stand firm. It's about whether there will be one final great harvest of souls with a third grand and great awakening of godliness and a return in repentance, it is time to understand that we are entering that midnight hour and we must humble our hearts before Almighty God. I'm reminded of this this passage 1st Peter 1st Peter the 5th chapter 1st Peter the 5th chapter young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. That's where we are. It's time to humble our hearts. It's time to plead with God to lift up a standard of righteousness in America where we have fallen into a wicked pit And the vile wickedness that is spewing out across this nation is shocking. The violence, the mayhem, murder, abortions, rage against our founders, like George Washington, who was a godly man, Whom the Lord used to establish America, we would not have America had there not been a George Washington. But today, we're entering the midnight hour when it's okay to loot and burn and destroy. The Jacobins are among us. And it's time it stopped but it will not stop until we pray. And brothers and sisters who are Christian, for that's who you are. If you're a Christ follower, you're a brother or sister of mine. We've been very proud and arrogant before Almighty God. And the devastation that's coming to our cities... it's going to be unthinkable we've seen nothing yet it's going to explode in unbelievable violence it's not going to settle down it's going to get worse and worse because I know the Lord wants to bring a great revival How do I know that? I hear people say, oh, there's nowhere in the scripture that it teaches there will be a revival at the end time. Oh, yes, there is. Matthew 24. He's talking here about the end of time, the close of this eon of time. Then many will take offense and betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets or an epidemic of false prophets will rise up and deceive many because lawlessness will multiply. The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be delivered. Now, this verse, Matthew 24, verse 14, this good news of the kingdom Will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, this is not the Matthew mandate for our work to go and teach all men what we've been taught about Jesus and to make disciples of them. This is the good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in the context of Matthew 24, of one final grand push that will sweep thousands, thousands into the kingdom of God. That's what we have coming. But we're going to have to humble our hearts and pray, for America is on the verge of ripping itself apart and destroying our cities. These lockdowns, I don't believe they are of the Lord at all. This refusal to open the schools, this is not of the Lord. This is wickedness. This is high-handedness that is against the Constitution. Florida, I have two brothers in Florida they've asked me to come down and and baptize them. And I plan to do that as soon as I can legally enter and do it. They say Florida is being devastated with the virus. The testing units discovered they were testing everyone at 100%. What a lie. That's not reality. These tests are utterly unreliable i pray for florida i pray for my brothers who are there they've been sick they got the virus but they're doing very well they're now recouping their energies Please hear me when I say to you. If my people who are called by my name. Will humble their hearts. That's what's called for. Yes prayer. Leaving our wicked ways. That it all begins. With humbling our hearts. Giving up our arrogance. Our accusations, bitterness, anger, selfishness. There's a story in the Old Testament I want to share with you. The children of Israel had come out of Egypt. They were jubilant, they followed the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. They came They came out with riches that they had plundered the Egyptians for. They were finally free. And the Lord was directing Moses very specifically on, on where to go and how to go. And he said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Piharath, between Migdal and the sea. They're to encamp by the sea directly opposite Balzaphon. Pharaoh will think, the Israelites are wandering around in the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all of his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Israel did this. The Lord is setting up in America a desperate midnight crisis. And in this crisis, the Lord is going to demonstrate his power. He is going to demonstrate his power because he's going to block the agenda. If we will pray and seek his face, if we will fast and cry out to him, he will hear us. And he will block the destruction of America so that a great harvest can come in. Now, frankly, in my understanding, things are going to be very difficult financially. Already, there's a shortage of change or coins. Some national chains are no longer issuing any change. If it's a $5.75, you don't get a quarterback. They just charge $6.00. Because they don't issue any change. Some stores are not accepting dollars, they're only taking credit cards. Walmart is making it very difficult for people who want to use cash. I believe things are going to become very desperate. People are going to be having to move in with family members or friends to survive. Food is going to be short, and people are going to be hungry. Things are not going to continue as they are now. We're entering that midnight hour. But in that midnight hour, America will be humbled. Now, we can humble our hearts now and cry out and pray, or we can wait and the Lord will allow and bring every kind of judgment that will utterly break the pride of America. When he does this, he's going to demonstrate his power. His interest is to bring men and women into the kingdom of heaven. That's what he's about. So my brothers and sisters, watch, watch your heart. Make sure it's in the camp of the Lord Jesus Christ. And know that you can cast all of your anxiety upon him and he will carry you through. As the children of Israel are camped there, suddenly their midnight hour comes. Because up through the dusk of the coming night comes the Egyptian army. They're terrified. Now, in their fear, they cry out to the Lord. And they say to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us up to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. We're about to hear those same kind of words as the mark of the beast is demanded that you cannot buy or sell if you do not pledge your allegiance to the Antichrist. Yes, we're going to see that in America. Would you say, why would I want to be a Christian if I'm going to starve to death? Or is your heart going to be fully in the camp of the mighty God of heaven? And by faith, you're going to stand. He can provide manna if necessary. He can provide arcs of safety. He will. I don't mean to be disturbing to you, but if you live in the city and you have the ability to leave, I'm telling you now, leave. If you die as a martyr in the midst of the city and the destruction that's coming to the cities of America, it's not because God did not call you out, but you didn't see a way to escape. I I ask you in all seriousness, pray and ask God how you can escape to a safety place. The Lord will prepare places of safety for his people. But you must have the courage to leave the cities. That's where the destruction will be most prominent. Yes, the destruction will go out into the villages and cities, the small ones, but not anything like the major cities like Minneapolis or Seattle or Chicago or Miami. If you're in the city, it's time to leave. The midnight hour is upon us. Please don't say to the Lord, why did you bring me to be a follower of yours? It would have been better if I just stayed as a non-Christian. Moses gave a very clear answer, and it's the answer I'm going to bring you today. Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. In other words, as we enter this midnight hour, there is only one place of escape, and that place of escape is in Jesus Christ. Not sold out to the world and not playing with the world. Turn off the world's entertainment, turn off professional sports, turn off the television, turn off the movies, read the scriptures, pray fast. Don't give your time to idleness with foolish video games and violent video games. Don't give yourself to the things of the world and the flesh and the devil. Give yourself to the things of God because we are entering the midnight hour if you have been playing with darkness, stop. How can I put it any more plainly? It's time to turn away from everything of this world and seek Jesus. I'm always refreshed when I speak with a friend. This friend is so clear in their language That it sometimes even shocks me. The perception of the reality of the living God of heaven. Plead with Jesus to give you that shocking reality that this is real, that Jesus is playing for keeps, that we are at the end of time, that America is right on the verge of being destroyed. And if we don't cry aloud to the Lord, the great harvest will come in times of most bitter difficulty. I used to say to my grandson, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. Generally, he chose the hard way. And he still is we can no longer afford the hard way. We need to come into the presence of Jesus with hearts overflowing with repentance and humility, seeking his face. I've been praying for brothers and sisters this morning. I spent the whole morning in the prayer closet. I've been crying aloud that the Lord would anoint us with wisdom and understanding, that he would anoint us with power to stand against the enemy, to take up the sword of the Spirit, to put on the armor of God. The chief piece of of armor is the breastplate of righteousness and then the helmet of salvation. with our waist girt about by the belt of truth. It's time to get dressed. The battle is upon us. Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. What are you afraid of today? Are you afraid because you don't have money to pay for your mortgage or your house? If you don't have the money and the Lord does not deliver you, let it go with joy and ask the Lord what place of safety he would have you go to. Where would he have you go? I've been in that place. My late wife Jan and I were living in a house we had to move out of it we had no money to rent another place we had just enough money to to rent a place to store our furniture and so friends brought trucks and we loaded the furniture and we took it to storage we had no place to go we thought well we'll sleep in the car we cried out to the lord And a friend called and said, why don't you come and stay with me? Be my housemate. (laughs) We did. For the next five years, we lived with that man and his wife. We were homeless, penniless, no church, no public ministry, just hidden away, reading the scriptures, crying aloud to God, being disciplined by him and taught by him. That's when I began finally to in serious times read the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. At first I read it through once a month and then I began to study it, but I continued reading it. I'm still doing that. I'm reading the scriptures. The Lord has a place of deliverance for you. He'll open the way. Be not afraid. Stand firm. That is, stand firm in the confidence in the Lord. Not stand firm in that, yes, I can keep my house or I can keep my car or I can do this or I can do that. No, stand firm on the word of God that he will save your soul and your family's soul and let him direct you where he wants you to go and what he wants you to be and to do. There's only one important issue, friend. That's that I enter into the kingdom of God with Jesus Christ in reality. That I humble my heart before Him. That I give up my proud ideas. That I give up my dreams and my visions of myself being somebody. Oh, my brother, my sister. Self-esteem is the great enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ. In the old day, we used to call self-esteem pride. And it was a vice, not a virtue. Humble your heart before God. Give up your self-esteem. You don't need to be somebody. You need to be in the kingdom of Jesus. You don't need to be loved by the world, the flesh, or the devil. You need to be loved by Jesus Christ. And you need to be loved by his people, honest, earnest, solid Christian people who will be in fellowship with you. The Egyptians you see today And the Egyptians here stand for the world, the flesh, and the devil. You'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. This morning in my prayer time, I had some great concerns on my heart. I know this broadcast that I do day by day on this little AM station, I know it needs to go to the FM, and I know it needs to go national. National. I would love to lead a day of prayer for our nation on the radio. I was crying out to God about it. All He'd say to me is, Rest in me, Ray. Humble your heart and rest in me and wait upon me. Stand still and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. See, I don't have to make this radio ministry successful. I don't have to make the National Prayer Chapel successful. I don't have to do anything of it. seek the face of Jesus and obey his commands to my heart to read the Scripture, to sing to the Lord to praise him and honor him glorifying his name speak to the people he tells me to speak with wait upon him and he will destroy pharaoh's army moses gets caught up in the people's complaints and and their fear and their bitterness He gets caught up in that, and the Lord has to speak to him and say, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites, Move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his army and through his chariots, and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. God is going to gain the glory in America over the anarchists. He's going to He's going to gain glory for his kingdom through those who would burn the cities down. He is going to raise up a standard of righteousness against them. And this standard of righteousness will have the fullness of the Holy Spirit with the healing of the sick, the raising of the dead. It will have all of the gifts of the Spirit of God. It will have Pentecost power. It's not going to be some little anemic attempt by some man or some woman in their flesh to counter the devil. No, it's those who wait upon the Lord, who obey the commands of the Lord. It's those who are willing to humble their hearts, to turn from wickedness, to turn off the television and the videos, things of the world. He gives Moses very specific direction. He will give you very specific direction if you will wait upon him. There's a passage I want to read this for you isaiah fifty nine behold behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Your hands are defiled with blood. That's America. We must turn. We must leave our sin. There's only one way God will hear our cry, and that is if we repent. I'm saying today that we are entering the midnight hour of America, and the future of America is being determined in the next six months. And if we will humble our hearts and cry out to God, he will bring out of this time of great darkness a light, that will shine in this nation, and it will be a standard of righteousness, of godliness. And it will be filled with Pentecost power, and there will be a third great awakening as men and women confess their sins and repent and turn back to the Lord Jesus and live lives of righteousness and holiness, loving one another, loving the brothers and the sisters. The answer to the racial divide that we face in America is repentance on the part of the white men and women and repentance on the part of the black men and women, repentance on the part of the Asians and the Indians. Every race has its prejudice. Every race has its hatred of another race. This is sin before God and we must repent. He says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and his army. God is going to gain glory through Antifa. God is going to gain glory through those in public office. Who are following the way of darkness, who are trying to destroy the Constitution that was given to us by God to be the greatest nation the earth has ever seen. God is going to gain glory through these wicked men and women. He's going to totally set them aside. They are going to face the Almighty God The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Will civil war come to America? Yes. There will be uprisings. There will be foreign troops on our soil. There will be UN troops on our soil. We're going to see things that no one ever thought they would see. The last verses of Isaiah said, is Isaiah twenty nine or twenty six, where he says, "Go hide yourself until the time passes." God is going to hide His people. The angel of of the Lord. Who was traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. Now it's the Egyptians who are in the midnight hour. And the children of Israel can see plainly what they are to do. Moses stretches out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind. Can you imagine the wind that blew through that camp? The waters were divided. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. We are going to see in the next six months the deliverance of the Lord if we will humble our hearts before God, if we will keep the night watch from 12 to 3, if we will pray, if we will fast, if we will seek the face of God, we will see deliverance in America. And God will gain glory through the wicked who have risen up to destroy this nation. God still loves America. God loves America. He does not want to see this nation destroyed. Instead, he wants to see a mighty army of godly men and women brought fully into the work of the gospel. They went through the sea on dry ground. The Egyptians pursued them. Horses and chariots, horsemen, followed them into the sea. It was during the last watch of the night. The Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. The Lord is going to cause the wheels... Of the new age, one-world government is going to cause the wheels to come off in America because God wants to bring forth a great harvest in this nation before we face utter destruction for the wickedness and the judgment upon this nation. There is going to be a short time of great revival. That's what Matthew 24 says. Stretch out your hand, Moses, the Lord said over the sea and the waters will flow back over the Egyptians, their chariots and their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it. And the Lord swept them into the sea, and the water flowed back and covered their chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and the Israelites saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. we're going to see the same thing happen in America. We're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. It's going to be a bitter fight. There's going to be bloodshed in the cities. There's going to be burning and looting and murder. But the Lord will have the victory. But the question today is, where will you be in the midst of all of this? Is your heart fully with the Lord? Have you utterly given yourself over to the Lord God of heaven? And now as he tells you what to do, are you willing to obey it? Will you let Jesus bring you through in victory? Or will you let your fear paralyze you? Will you let your love for your stuff paralyze you? Will you allow God to use your money, your time, and your energy for the kingdom of God? Or are you still trying to build your kingdom in this world? It's time to let God build his kingdom. It's time for your heart to be utterly pulled out of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and utterly given over to our Lord Jesus (laughs) and to obey His command as He speaks to you by His Spirit. Obey Him. If you're still walking in sin, He won't speak to you. (laughs) You have to leave your sin. Confess it. Repent, meaning turn aside from it. No longer walk in it. And wait upon him. And pray and fast. And prepare. Put some food aside. Put some water aside. Have means to protect yourselves and your family. Cry out to Jesus. The midnight hour is upon us. There's no more time to play. It's time to repent. Almighty God, I've spoken faithfully the word you gave me to speak for today. I ask that you give my brothers and sisters ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to submit to you and follow. Lord, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you will deliver, that we just simply have to stand still with humble hearts and obey your word. Lord, prepare us to meet you. And Lord, as we enter this midnight hour of America, please take away our fear. Give us great confidence that we will see the Lord. Lord, please come. Please come. Hear the cry of your people. Do whatever is necessary in my life and in my brothers' and sisters' lives do whatever is necessary to humble our hearts, to wake us up, to turn us away from everything of this world and to cause us to search after you diligently by reading the scriptures, by prayer, by fasting. Lord, do whatever is necessary. May the glory be to you, Jesus. May the glory, the praise, and the honor belong to you, Jesus, Son of the living God. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I'd like to hear from you. I need to hear from you. We're now more than halfway through the month of July, and we're still yet a long way from having the resources to pay for the radio for the month of July. I am so looking forward to the time when I have to call. I have to go on the line and say, "Please stop giving because we have we have too much <laughs> I need you to step forward. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you that this message could go forth in the city of Washington and to the nations, please write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia. 22195. Again, that's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia 22195. Yesterday, I was able to prepare a number of thank you notes to those of you who have given. I'm going to try today to get those thank yous out to people who've given on the internet. Thank you, brothers and sisters who have stood with me so far. I pray that you will continue to stand with me and give as the Lord directs you. You can give online by going to national prayerchapel dot com National dot com. This is such a a time of crisis. It's not a time for business as usual. It's time to double down, to enter into the presence of Jesus, to let go of cynicism, to let go of anger, to let go of everything that would bind you or hold you in this world. It's time to know that Jesus alone is the good shepherd. He is the one who will save us. Will you seek his face? God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. Please su- subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please post this message on your Facebook page or a link to it or on your other social media. Thank you for standing with me and walking with me by faith. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Before the presence of His glory
1: grace